This is new music from Bleachers, an indie pop act who you might know of by a different name. Yeah, that's because it's the stage name for Jack Antonov, who is variously known for his role in the band Fun, as well as being a collaborator with Lord, Taylor Swift, and a laundry list of other stars as a writer and producer. He's got a new album that's almost out called Take the Sadness Out of Saturday Night. I spoke to Jack and asked him what it's actually been like to perform live music once again. I have I haven't I've done a few things but they haven't been like full proper shows. So so I don't know what's going to happen then. I think I think my head's going to explode when I actually get to be back on stage, but it's it's wild. I mean, live music is a non-cynical place. Nobody goes to a show cynically. No one gets in their car, waits online, buys a ticket, you know. So it, you've just removed anyone casual and you're really playing to people who are your audience and get it and love live music. So it was already this like, it's already like church. So the idea that that somehow is going to be even more intense is beyond anything I can imagine. But there was obviously, a, you know, time period. I didn't know if I'd get to perform new music for a very long time. So yeah, wild. So how different has it been to performing pre-pandemic? You know, when something is of threat of being taken away, it just changes everything. It's a big part of the story of this album. I'm always having the band in the studio saying, play, play like your head's on fire, play like you're never going to play again. And that's all well and good, but when you really don't know if you're going to play again, it's an entirely, um, it's an entirely different experience. You know, you can't, you can't know it until you're there. Did you actually feel that way during the pandemic, that it, that it might be so serious that you wouldn't play again? Uh, I think definitely for a while. And, you know, we didn't know. And that was also the, the thing with it is when you grow up being a musician, it's always, who knows about radio? Who knows about press? Who knows about this? Who knows about that? The only thing that you can really invest in is live music if you go out and you play your ass off you can find your audience and when you find your audience you can play to them and you can take care of them and they'll take care of you so it was always this thing as an artist that was just there waiting for you when you wanted it and when that came off the table then that became a vulnerable thing that isn't necessarily always there it was deeply emotional um but it, it became the sound of the album so it's it's kind of what had to happen uh, at least for this do you think you learned stuff about yourself during the pandemic? Tons. Um, I, learned, I learned how much, I mean, it's interesting because writing and, and recording music is, is always a solitary thing. In many ways, you know, when I was doing that, I didn't even remember the pandemic was happening because I was doing the exact same thing I do when the pandemic wasn't happening. I'm, I'm in the, the very room I'm in right now. I go to this room, I'm alone, the door is shut and I write. Um, but it did really, uh, you know, I always knew how much live music meant to me and, and not just live music, but gathering. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of felt like, oh, look, well, the future's here. You know, we can order anything. We can watch anything. We can stream anything. And man, we're all bored out of our minds. So I think as, as tough as the pandemic was, the cultural reset is uh, priceless. To, to have everyone sort of generally agree, like, man, there's nothing like being with people. It's funny, isn't it? You know, it, it has forced people to, you know, reckon with the things that are important in their lives. You know, I, I know that sounds like a lot. It's, it sounds all big and washy, but I hope at the end of this we will all, you know, maybe be a bit more thoughtful and, and grateful for the lives we're able to live. 
one would hope. I mean, we're incredibly resilient, clearly, uh, and also incredibly capable of just rocketing back into old habits. But you know, look that 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 that's that's the positive side. You know, the the, the dark side is that people kind of just slip right back into everything. But 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 I am seeing a lot of just a general lack of cynicism. You know, mm. people doing the things they want to do and not and not wasting time because you know it can it can disappear apparently you are a real musos muso what are the different dynamics between producing other people's music and then creating your own well they're interesting because in some ways my body does the exact same thing but they're they're totally separate you know i go to the studio and i almost think about my music as you know, a person wrestling in their own head. And when I work with someone else, I'm working with them. I'm helping lift them up. So in a, in a way I do, what I do with other people, I do for myself, it's just all happening kind of internally. Um, but, the, but you know, you're telling your story. It's a very different thing. It's, you know, when I produce records, it's coming from my love of collaboration and production and writing and being on this team where you just chuck the goalpost and, so far and then you just inch towards it um i do that also with myself and and there's parts of the process that are similar but but the part of me being alone and and writing and contextualizing and litigating and understanding my story and where i'm at in my life is um it's a practice i've done since i was young and i just have always felt a, a pull to do it do you ever second guess yourself when when you're making your own music because you know you've had such incredible success producing other artists I imagine it's a different thing when you're sitting there by yourself, drawing on all of your own creative impulses. Um, not a ton. I, I, I second guess, you know, I second guess if something's not right. And then, and then that's the reason why I'm second guessing. I mean, you know, if you're second guessing, there's a reason you're, you're doing it. The, the only thing that I think is bad is if you've let people into the room who are sort of, doing the second guessing for you that's no good but 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 if i'm second guessing something then i listen to that notion and 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 i want to understand why i'm doing that because you know i think the highest form of this work is to do things that just make you feel like yourself and hear yourself in them and and all cynicism aside just make you want to share it with people and celebrate it with people I know you maintain close relationships with the, the likes of Taylor Swift and, and, and Lord. Do you turn to other people for advice for your own music? Not until after a point. Um, you know, my, the work has to be, you know, obviously you have a small team that helps you with it, but, but really pure an expression of, 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 of something that you're feeling, questions that you're asking, sounds that you're hearing. Um, totally divorced from whatever the hell's going out in the world. And then once you really understand what you're doing and you see it and you have the vision, then it can be interesting to show some people and, and see how, you know, this lands or that lands, but you really have to put on all this armor and protect yourself when you're early in the process. I'll, I'll tell you the type of person. It's someone who, 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 who derives no personal pleasure from screaming in a mirror. <laughs> you know, you want to, you want to get opinions from people who, aren't working out their demons through their opinion that you've asked for people who are just offering sort of an unbiased unself-loathing opinion 
I know Bruce Springsteen is your childhood hero and and he appears on this record. Is there anyone you would still like to work with in a similar capacity? You know, there there are people, but it's it's almost irrelevant until you actually meet them and know them because, you know, and that's how the Bruce collaboration came about. You know, we're friends and, and one thing led to another through hanging out. It, it's hard to imagine saying like, oh, I want to collaborate with this person, that person, uh, because the, the heart of collaboration is is the personal relationship. You know, it's not just two people singing or playing together. So um, so, so I'm not sure. It's, it's kind of funny for me to, to imagine. We are, of course, really familiar with your work with Lord, what did you make of Solar Power? I, I just couldn't love it more. It's such a such such important special work to me. But I feel very connected to to the country, to New Zealand. Just she's such a dear friend, and we speak and spend so much time together. And I feel uh, just so connected to the, to the culture just through her. Well, we can't wait uh, for things to improve and. For you to get back down under, Jack Antonoff, thank you so much for your time. Jack is performing as Bleachers. His new album is Take the Sadness Out of Saturday Night. Estelle, our music reviewer, reckoned it's worth a solid 10 out of 10.